<laughs> yeah, I'm looking to make it a little lighter. <laughs> Are we mutually aligned oh, right now? Oh my goodness. Uh, there's, there's always two <laughs> versions. I mean, you're moving a little slow, but... Working I, I, really like, hard. <laughs> we will definitely talk about that later. <laughs> Love for work. Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is your co-host, Jeff Schoenerbarker. And this is Andre, your Other. real host. Oh! Oh! Wow. I'm the real host. Welcome to season three. the co-host. Welcome to season three. Yes. And this season, we're bringing it to a new and different topic. Oh, are we? Yes. Yeah, what do we got going? We are going to be talking about parenting. That's great. Now, I would say this probably is more for parents, but if you are thinking about kids or you are wondering about kids or you're thinking, is this even for me? Because that's a very real question. It took me over 10 years to decide if kids were for me. <laughs> I was going to say, and that's interesting because we have an 11 year old. So that's working out really great for us. Yes. It took me 10 full years to make that decision <laughs> uh, because uh, parenting and choosing to be a parent and also for women, even becoming a mother is not like, you know, set in stone. Number one, sure. that doesn't have to be the path you choose. It's oftentimes very hard to become a parent too. Right. Mm. And so we also have to recognize that there are lots of paths and ways to become a parent and it is okay to not become a parent. So we hope that you listen either way and make some choices in that way. Right? I, I actually think this could be a really interesting series to recommend to your parents. Oh, that's interesting. That would be interesting. <laughs> to break down what worked and didn't work in your parents' parenting of you. Oh, my gosh. I don't think that would go very well. I think it could be very fascinating. Yeah. Um, I'm For the record, I'm not sending this to my parents. Well, then why are you recommending that? Because I, I definitely think it'd be great for <laughs> everyone else. No, don't do it. No, I, here's why I actually... I think that's a poor recommendation. <laughs> I, I am totally against Jeff in this. Just... Where, Don't do just it. Walk with me for a second. Uh -huh. Just for a second. Just consider it for a second. Give me a yes and, not a no but. Give me a yes and for a second. Here's my thought. Okay. The question I ask is not actually what I think you should ask your parents. But if you have parents in your life and they're a part of helping raise your children in some way, which hopefully they are, and uh, mm. I think they probably want to know some things that are happening in kids today. And this could be a stimulating conversation <laughs> with grandparents about, you know, just like things are changed. Times have changed. So you have to be changing with the times and they want to be a part of raising those children with you. Okay, Is that a fair way to say it? Yes, but maybe I think godparents, you know, maybe grandparents. But you maybe, kind of changed the mode of the conversation well, to raising the grandkids and not to how they raised you and what you disagree or agree see, with. <laughs> but this is what I did. See, the, you didn't pick up on this. I had to perk people's ears up a little bit. You just bit. twist. You, you, sometimes you gotta did twist you lie? the... No, I... <laughs> I I warmed up the conversation. Oh. We were going so flat, and I just oh Lord have mercy lifted people. See what I have to deal with? They kind of were like, I would never. And then it was like, then you got to, you know. I think it was kind of a bait and switch. Okay, which people don't like. Don't do that. Yeah, that's not nice. Let's keep moving. <laughs> 
Anyway, it's a whole series on parenting. We got some incredible guests. We're going to share them with you in just a little bit. But before we do that, why don't we just give people a little life updates on us? What have we been up to? Well, let's see. We had a spring break fun adventure. We did. We went and drove. Let's just say this. We drove all the way to Key West. From Atlanta. Yeah. Which is technically so. about 15 hours. We broke it up into two days. And it was it was a really, really fun trip. Now, granted, I was really on this kick with these, like in my head, I was like, if we're going to Key West, these kids are going to snorkel. They are going to get into the water and learn about sea life and creatures and ocean creatures. Like it, I just had it in my head because Key West is known for their like really good snorkeling. Isn't right? it funny that you can have expectations on your children that you wouldn't do yourself. <laughs> Never. <laughs> what do we learn about parenting with that? Because, I mean, if I know anything about you, I've been married to you for nearly 19 years now. I don't your like Your greatest sea fears in life are sea creatures. Sea creatures terrify me, especially when you can't see them. But snorkeling is a little different. You see what's coming. You can see it. So we had an opportunity to go snorkeling with the kids. Yes. So we go out and we're... In the first five minutes, we're walking on the dock that we're going to snorkel off of. And the guy that's taking us down the dock, he's like, oh, look. And there's like three, three or four sharks. And then he's <laughs> Not like... Not a great start to getting your kids to And then we walk like two more steps and he's like, oh, man, look at the barracudas. And there's like four foot long There was five of them and they really were... This isn't a fish story. This re They really were four feet long. They were so big. And... Me and the kids were like, nope, we're done. We're out. No snorkeling for us. This yeah. is over. End of discussion. It didn't work so good. Which led to us going out on a boat and going fishing. Instead. Instead. Because we'll stay above the water now. And what did we catch? Well, so it's Nico, our son's very first time fishing on a boat in the ocean. And so he catches a shark for his very first ever fishing experience. Yeah. Thankfully, it wasn't too big. It was probably two feet long, maybe. Yes. And he... <laughs> what people have to understand about Nico is he is a nature lover. lover. Yeah. All things nature. Definitely. So really, people would be kind of excited about this. He ended up crying. Not really. A little. He was just a little scared. I mean, if anyone... No, he was sad about hurting the shark. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely... There, there was, was some there blood. There was blood all over the boat. <laughs> Which, in fairness to him, it was a little... He cried. It was a little much. And I started, this kid, he's going to be vegan any yeah. day. Any anyway, day now, he's going to turn vegan on us. All that to say, at the end of the trip, we did do a little special adventure where we got on an airboat in South Florida in the Everglades. We went to the Everglades National And Park. we're on this... Is that what you call it, an airboat? Yes, Sunny. Okay. Man, this story's struggling. You're very scared Well, this airboat. Tell them about your fear. Let's just say there was a lot of alligators. And we were kind of, our boat was kind of parked on the side of this canal we were in. The host says, just stay here. See way up there. I mean, it was like a football field away. There's an alligator. And he says he's going to come for us. So not only did he come for us, he can, I mean, we were stopped. It was like a direct arrow. It wasn't for us. It was for me. Jeff, the one person on the boat that's scared. The alligator was coming directly 
at me. He had laser vision which focus on obviously, you. obviously, it was a battle of power oh, in the moment. You, oh, it was oh obvious, he found the alpha? Is that what you're saying? He definitely figured out <laughs> who was leading this adventure, and he was coming straight at me. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. To which I kept leaning back further in the boat. <laughs> You pushed me and all the kids, squished us all over to the other side of the boat because you were terrified. I mean, we were making eye contact. He was literally three feet from my face and almost attacked. Oh, my gosh. No. Y'all, we just kind of just jetted away. All That's that, it. Listen. All of that hype. And we just, you know, scooted away on the airboat. But Jeff was... All you, that to you say. You were scared. I would... 100% not recommend anyone to go see alligators or crocodiles <laughs> in South Florida. That's just because you're scared of alligators. Yeah, it's just not good. It's a big fear of yours. Yeah, which leads us to all kinds of different things we've learned about parenting. <laughs> we did have lots of lessons. So what have you been learning about parenting in this season? Well, I think for me, our kids are kind of moving into, we have kind of like a preteen, she's getting into that those teenage years and the other one's nine. But for me, I think it's a lot of just asking questions and not giving answers. So when they ask me a question, I kind of flip it back and ask them what they think. And I think it's led to a lot of great discussions kind of that trickle out of that, you know, like, mom, why is that man homeless? Or mom, that guy is homeless over there. You know, why is that happening? Well, why do you think, you know, somebody could be homeless? And then it goes into next question, next question, next question. And it spurs their mind and imagination and then ultimately spurs like compassion and a feeling of understanding that like at any point, anybody could be homeless, right? If mm. if the circumstances happen. So it's been a lot of really great conversation, but I realized that I don't have to really give these hard, fast answers. I can just keep asking questions and letting their minds take them to a place that, you know, matters to them, right? Wow. That's really good. I, I think I've been thinking about, you know, well, I, I, I actually came prepared to this, Andre. Oh, boy. And I did not. I've been... Well, because I, what's interesting is we've had these conversations for years together about all the different styles of parenting yeah. that our friends are. And I'm not saying that any of them are right or wrong, mm -hmm. but I do... It can definitely be a little hot topic, right? Yes. Especially when you disagree. When you're like, oh, well, the they style. don't... Well, because honestly, most people don't parent the same. Everyone's a little bit different. Yep. But I have kind of created some categories. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That I think we should talk about. Are we going to get in trouble with this? No. No, I mean, we're not going to call people out of what they are. Oh, okay, good. I'm saying categories. Like, I think the way that you're just explaining things, I would probably call that something like conscious parenting. Where yeah. this is a style and you're like, we want to introduce our kids to the world in a way where they're understanding of the brokenness that exists in the world. Is okay. that a good way to say it? I mean, right? Sure, yeah. Service-minded. And y'all, there's books literally on every single one of these categories, I'm pretty sure, because we just read a book a lot about conscious parenting. Yeah. Too, so. yeah. I think that is something that we are constantly talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, the one that everyone jokes, a lot of people joke about this, and we all have had our moments of this, is helicopter parenting. Yeah. Which is definitely control-based, right? Yes. 
fluttering around, making sure nobody gets hurt, nobody gets, you know, too far out of line. Right. I didn't come up with that term. Definitely. It's a term that everybody talks about. (laughs) And we all kind of joke about it, but we've all also kind of done it at different times. We've all fallen into it at one. Where you're trying to control everything for your kids, around your kids. You're just trying to make sure everything's perfect. Okay. (laughs) Helicopter parenting. Yes. Then there's, I I think, I would call it protection parenting. Okay. Protection parenting, it's it's definitely a progression of helicopter parenting where everything is Mm fear-based. So you're doing everything that you can to make sure that your kids do not experience the brokenness or hurt. Or Or hardship. Hardship that's Mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. And sometimes that can be really beneficial for your kids. Sometimes they need that. The hardship, you're well, saying? Well, sometimes they need to be protected and sometimes they need to experience oh, hardship. I think that yeah. that's one of the tensions of that one. Yeah, yeah. It makes me think about like the ladies or the moms who tried to get their kids in college and all that and the crazy things that oh, they did. wow. There's like a whole documentary right now about it. You mean the people that like paid people to get them in to cheat yeah. and now the, they're in jail? Yeah. Yeah, that's an extreme version of <laughs> That's protection what it's parenting. Me of. But it's a fear-minded person, you yeah. know? And we all have that in us. We but probably ultimately all... they want the absolute best. I think if you think about yeah. it, they want the absolute best for their kids. So they're going to do whatever it takes to protect and do the best that they can for their kids to make them happy. Well, I'm going to bring up the education thing. I'll just lead into it. Another category that I had was actually an education-minded parenting Mm. where everything revolves around them having the best education, the best training, and so they'll do whatever it takes for that to happen. Oh, then that falls in that category. Yeah, so these are friends, and we have a lot of these friends. We actually oftentimes see this in the city because people will have an experience that they wanted in the city for themselves, but then when their kids get, and it's time for them to go to school, they move. This is very common in city versus not cities to, to be a part of the best schools that they possibly can. Mm, yeah. This is not, I mean, this is understandable. It reminds me of the kids that are like taking Chinese and Spanish and <laughs> extra tutoring on algebra at like second grade. Right. Everything is through the <laughs> lens of the kids in the school. Okay. Is that All fair? Right. That okay. Happens. You're just, you got lots of things here. There's a list. You have a list over there. Okay, keep going. Sorry for coming prepared to our podcast. <laughs> keep, so, should I apologize? Keep going with All your right. made-up categories. Um, another category is the kid-centered parenting. Oh, yeah. Everything around the kid. Yeah, and this is usually around their extracurricular activities. Yes, all of them. Do so You want then, them to be well-rounded, so they're going to do Spanish and soccer and basketball and, and uh, piano and karate. All of them. Because you want them to be a well-rounded, raised kid. And they deserve that. And honestly, I think sometimes this happens because you did not get those opportunities as a kid. Or you did, and you want your kids to do the same. Sure. Again, I'm not critiquing any of these, or I'm not affirming any of these. I'm just making fun of some of them. And (laughs) And I'm just doing a little social observation. Okay. That they exist. So this mm-hmm. is the kid-centered parenting. Now, the fear in this, that what's hard when it becomes a kid-centered parenting situation, the kids have a ton of fun. Sometimes they get exhausted. 
But oftentimes the marriage is impacted because everything revolves around the kids. Okay. All right. All right. What's going on? What's next? The other is the either mom-centered parenting or dad-centered parenting. So you're in a house mm-hmm. where everything revolves around the dominant person in that family. Hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So this could be a scenario where the mom is the strongest and everything revolves around whatever mama said. Whatever okay. mama says, we all say. Yeah. Or whatever dad says, we all do. Mm-hmm. In the same way that you can have a power dynamic around doing everything for the kids, there could be a power dynamic revolving everything around dad or everything around mom. I'm not trying to make this a... Gender specific. Gender specific. But you get the point, right? Yeah. yeah. And we've all had those. We've all experienced those. Yeah, I think it also could be those situations where it's uh, revolved around their schedule, right? Where like one person's schedule is the more dominating schedule and the whole family has to revolve around, you know, whether that's a parent that travels a lot or works a lot, you know, and everybody revolves around that. That would be another in that kind of category, right? Absolutely. I only got two more. Okay. The easy one is literally the no parenting parenting. Sometimes like, I do Where's that. mom and dad? <laughs> I definitely like, do that, guys. I, I, def- I could definitely be accused in this category. Or <laughs> 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 you walk in the house, you're like, where's the kids? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I just said, go play because I need a moment. I mean, we've definitely gone on walks in our neighborhood and you see kids just roaming the streets. And you're like, where's your mom? <laughs> they're like, I don't know. Well, where do you live? They're how like, many blocks oh, like away? Six blocks away. Like, how? Why are you here? Where's your parents? <laughs> you know? Uh, anyway. Yes. Okay. And that's fine. That's it, fine. It, sometimes yeah. it works out really good. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. And then the last is the partnership parenting. Oh, mm. look at you bringing it around to partnership. Where you're each taking turns, you're giving each other breaks, you're working together. And not only just for the couple. But I think in partnership parenting, you have to have a a way to listen to your kids, understand what they want, desire, and are contributing to that. And sometimes you're partnering with the kids too. Yes. Mm, Look at you coming up with your own parenting styles. I feel like you're judging me right now. I like it. I'm not judging. I feel like you are minimizing the work that I put into this podcast. Now, here's the deal. I'm Maybe not, there's more. That's impressive. Did I miss anything there's, that you're thinking I'm, of? I can't think of anything. I would love for such any of listener. Extensive list. I would love for any listener to add to the list. Oh. Reach out to us. <laughs> there we go. How many did I come up with? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight styles of parenting. Wow. We're just getting started. <laughs> okay. But what we have coming up is really not directed onto styles of parenting. So not at all. We did not take that approach at all with this series and uh, with this season. This literally has nothing to do with our series. <laughs> you just went for so long on that and it doesn't have anything to do with it. So really what we have coming up is a bunch of great, like this is going to be a just very well-rounded view of parenting. We've got authors, we've got teachers and therapists, and we have uh, entrepreneurs and founders. So this is going to just be a very well-rounded kind of view. Some of our authors are the authors from a book called Bless This Mess, A Modern Guide to Faith and Parenting in a Chaotic World. The author Sarah Bragg is the author of A Mother's Guide to Raising Herself. 
we interviewed Esther uh, Wojcicki, and she wrote the book, How to Raise Successful People, who she raised three very successful people. Yeah. Three daughters, CEO of YouTube, CEO of 23andMe, professor of pediatrics at University of California. I mean... She's much smarter than most of us and our listeners. Yes. And then we have founders, uh, founders of Toki Goods, which is a um, product for mothers and a lot about like minimalism and parenting. So we have a lot of just kind of all over, but well-rounded views. Now you critiqued my parenting (laughs) style. So let me say, I wouldn't have used the word well-rounded. I would have said a barrage of creative parenting people. There we go. You, this is why you're so good at marketing. Because we're bringing some fresh thoughts on parenting. Not the, not the traditional well-roundedness, but the people making change for the better. There we go. There we go. Jeff brings it. So next week is our very first episode. And we will, on May 18th, we start with Sarah Bragg. And uh, she goes into talking to your kids about sex. She goes into how kids taught her about who she is as a person and a mother. I mean, it was really, really good. She's awesome. We've done a lot of fun stuff with her. But this is where we got her to come on to our podcast for the first time. Yes. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get a start off right away next week. Tell all your friends, tell your grandparents... Even though Andre says don't, I say do it. Listen to this series with them. Listen with the people that are parenting with you. There we go. It takes a village, people. It does. It does. Well, we hope you enjoy these next uh, few weeks. It's probably going to be four or five weeks with us on parenting. And that's another episode of Love or Work. was recorded by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.